0: Now we're back. Now, now, now. We're back. All right, guys. We're back. Doing live. Doing a podcast. Jim's at the other end of the table there. Having Jim's a drink of
1: vodka.
0: There we go. Breakfast of champions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Jim, you know what? You've been in the game a little while. I got a question for you, man. Oh, uh, I hate these history questions. No, it's not history questions. So, I mean, it's, okay, before we all get, get started, today's show, there's no guests. It's just me and you, Jim. We're just going to yeah. basically rant. We're just going to just, it's a variety show. Yeah. That's all it is, right? So, here. here's Manny. <laughs> Late night with <laughs> Jay. Um, can you tell me what is the root word of construction? Where does construction come from? Oh, see? You know what's funny? I don't even have these answers, man. So it's just like the root word of construction is Latin from construe, which itself has roots in the meaning together. And struer means to pile up. That's the root word of construction. Together, piling up. Kind of what's going on right now in the entire world. Yes, for (laughs) sure. Piling up and... So I I thought that was interesting. Uh, And then where did the word building come from? It's a noun. Building does not necessarily... Didn't uh, build Rome in a day. No, exactly, right? Building can still mean a finished structure or an unfinished structure. The origin comes from Middle English, 1250-1300, from the word building. you figured the italians would have had something like that right all right all right guys so sorry i'm not ignoring you i know you guys got questions and i gotta figure out how we're gonna answer all these questions wave 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 this is gonna be tricky jim how are we gonna do this i don't know you're the tech guy oh man you know what we just get rambling on guys just email us the questions we'll leave it live for a little bit and then you guys will listen to this show in another week or so. Right off the bat, I've got to say, oh, you know what? I totally forgot. All my information is on my phone. <laughs> 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 so we're going we're gonna to figure out all this live stuff later on, guys, and we'll get right back to you. All right? Pull it apart. Uh, pull it apart. There we go. Forgive us, guys. We're still trying to figure out something. So I wanted to let you know right off the show, Jim, I wanted to start off by saying huge thanks to a bunch of guys. Housekeeping at TCL, right? Huge thanks to everybody that's listening. The audience keeps on growing. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much across Canada, across the USA. This morning I told Jim, I, I sent him a, an email, a text, and then I was like, the data is insane. We're actually, since we got started with the show, over 150,000 downloads of all Humble. the shows. Awesome. 151,672 as of today, 124 shows. So we keep on pumping out new shows every single week. Uh, You can find the shows on eight platforms, which everyone knows. Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. We've got over 2,000 subscribers. We're getting an average of 17,000 downloads every month. And it all started in May of last year, where we had the biggest one of over 30,000 downloads. Wow. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for sharing the shows out there and i just want to let everybody know our latest and greatest top five episode number 71 that was with tony from tc installations and he was a cabinet installer and it was great and he's a good looking guy in a snickers wear he has the cleanest (laughs) snickers wear out there number two is episode 104 with adam from amp construction when we were talking icf nice and that was a good talk number three Episode 111, when you and I were talking about the renovation triangle. Mm. Everybody was curious about that. Uh, Number four is number 99, again with Jesse, talking framing. Nice. Old school, uh, 25-year-old, hardworking framer. And the fifth, top five, uh, episode 109 with Rob, talking construction law.
1: Ooh
0: a few shout outs to a few of our listeners because we really appreciate it aaron williams from plumbing and living and learning at daddy earn Two. that's his private account so i don't know if you guys want to follow him but it's a private account he's a plumber apprentice in new brunswick loves the show and shares with everybody thank you so much aaron we'll be in touch reese from btl contracting out of pickering he's going to be on the show too and he's a huge fan Ladies, we're loving the ladies. So, Design Theory at DesignTheory.ca reached out. Leanne and Aldifan, Oh, sorry, Aldolina, Aldolina. Yes. Sorry about that. I'm so sorry. Leanne I, and we've Ald-
1: worked with them. They're awesome. Oh yeah, they're awesome,
0: right? So she actually reached out because there was a comment made about a specific designer, and they were like, "That's why we hate the industry for those kinds of people." <laughs> so, ladies, thank you so much for sharing that. And then we have Ruben at Villanueve and son's tile company a big tile guy out of the u.s loves his pro- schluter products then we have nick andrew from uh, at vwnik and he loves listening to us funny enough is he was actually doing some research came across Drycore video that i did about five six years ago and they had a good chuckle because that was the younger version manny that was before manny had any gray hair so it was funny that video is probably going to be around for about i know i know 30 40 years and i'll still be the younger version manny and then last we have the boys out west Wright underscore construction who are also part of builders and brews and we are going to get them on the show guys thanks so much for listening we're looking forward to getting you guys on the show talking more about builders and brews so guys Thank you, thank you so much. Please reach out, send us an email, send us DMs. If anybody wants any to the construction life stickers, please reach out to me and uh, send a DM-, DM or shoot me an email at infotheconstructionlife.com and I will send you a sticker anywhere in the world. Doesn't matter. And send us questions, send Jim questions, send me questions. We got a lot of other ideas that we're going to be going. So now Jim, on with the show. On with the show. <laughs> All right, what do you want to talk about?
1: Well, first, you know what? First, I wanted I wanted to talk. Yeah, I know, really seriously. <laughs> That's like, it. You know, you're you're across the street and I'm here. So I
0: know, like, you're in an Oakville. I'm in Toronto. It's Jesus. just like, all right, what do you want to talk about? Let's well, let's you get know at what? it. There's
1: been talk of
0: another lockdown,
1: right? And why? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, let's just face it. I mean, everybody's got a theory on it, so I'm not going to get into that. But what I'm there's going, to be, there's going to be more unemployment if we do not get these building permits out. And, you know, I mean, I, we're waiting for one right now. And, I mean, we got it, but we can't start because we didn't get it on January 12th. We they didn't give on, you the approval? No, but it sat on their desk from January 8th and uh, had all everything they needed to just give it the stamp so we could get moving. And now we have to wait. This is like, and it's already been over a year. Why haven't we gotten into a a year and a half to get the permit. Now, yeah. let's face it, working in Toronto and, you know, everybody else that's listening out there that, you know, this is one of Toronto's biggest problems is trying to get a permit out on a time, even at the best of times without COVID, you know, you're still waiting forever. And now it's, I think it's just become an excuse. I mean, let's face it, everybody else is working from home and they've got their laptops. Why can't the building department work at home and give it a stamp and away you go? Especially the ones that aren't going to C of A, Committee of Adjustment and and that. I mean, come on. I
0: I was just talking about this to to a tradesperson. I was like going, I'm not going to harp on the building department and on government personnel. But even in an eight-hour day, how, how efficient are they on an eight-hour day? And now that with the lockdown, they're at home. How efficient are they at home? Like right. I, you might be getting six hours, and I'm being generous here, when there was That's normal real times. Generous. At home now, when you're at home, you're not getting six hours of productivity. How you, can you? You can't. You You've can't. got everything around you Meanwhile, your stack of permits and applications Is right. just growing Your digital stack right, is growing I've got my own gripe because I'm into week four Of getting an approval From Toronto Hydro To do an isolation To get a panel change Right. We started the ball rolling We sent it in, did all the proper paperwork Toronto Hydro said it's going to be Here's your fee Feed paid magically happened right away it's supposed to be a two week window It became a whole fiasco. So this particular part of Toronto has underground wiring, has a transformer across the street. Here's what the city did. I don't know why they did this. They connected each hub of the transformer to six separate houses. So you can't disconnect at the transformer to one house. You have to disconnect six six homes. In a lockdown, how do you disconnect power to six homes? You can't. So now their fail safe is we have to do a vac dig. To find the splice, which is somewhere, this is what we've been told, in someone's garden, so they have Come to dig, on. find the isolation, the, the 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 joint there, disconnect it, and then take the meter off, do the panel change, and then return, reconnect it, <laughs> and we. So now it went from three hundred to six hundred. We had the client had to pay twenty one hundred now to do this. Everything's been paid. and We've been sitting. Now, Toronto Hydro hands it off to a yeah. subcontractor. Yep. We all know there's two big subcontractors that work with Toronto Hydro. And right now, Toronto Hydro is putting up their hands saying it's in, not in our hands anymore. It's in their hands. They have to figure it out. Pass the buck. Last I heard is that they came back by the house to do an assessment. We haven't even gotten a day when this is going to get done. Literally, my job site is a ghost town now because everything else has been done. Plumbing is done. HVACs, everything's been done. We've been past framing. Everything's done. We're just waiting on Toronto Hydro, ESA, and everyone knows and knows me. I'm not a fan of how ESA and Toronto Hydro doesn't want to work with the rest of us. Right? They feel that they're on their own planet, their own interstellar plateau, and they dictate everything. This is going four weeks, and they have brought up the C word more than once, right. saying this is due to, and I'm like, I'm tired of the due to. Because we all have to work, like you said, we all have permits, we all have clients, and I'm getting nervous now because I think a lot of clients might be second guessing:
1: should we wait till next year? And And, and this is where we're going to have the unemployment go. That's going to be the problem, right? You already said that you have guys reaching out to you looking for work, right? Yeah. So they which isn't which isn't a good sign, especially in this business. No, you don't I mean I, I I understand that, you know, some people will, will shy off and when I say people, homeowners will shy off because they're they don't know, right? Nobody really knows. But things look like once we get through this year, I still say we have to get through twenty-one that things will pick up. All signs are are kinda there, so I'm gonna stay optimistic and, and say that's gonna happen. But if we don't have our building department on our side getting the permits ready that are stacking up and start getting them out so that we can work. I mean, let's face it, you know, it, it, it takes weeks and weeks and weeks to get started, even though you get a permit. I mean, if let's just say you're doing a new build, I mean, you know, you got to start off with the foundation, all that stuff. But I mean, it, it's, it takes time and we're in the winter.
0: It's even worse. It's even worse. But I, I think it's not fair to continue to use the C word as an excuse. No, I don't think so anymore. I, mean, I think everybody's hunkered down at home that's yeah. working from home. Yeah. I think the building department is still electronically connected to the entire world. Yep. Yeah. So if you're submitting, like, how many moving parts, Jim, are going on before you actually submit that permit application to the city? you got a lot of people that have yeah. already been doing a lot of work and getting prep. And then also contractors like yourself, you've scheduled things, man. Yeah. You've scheduled things to get the trades all in line because you want the job to go as efficient as possible.
1: I think I've said it before on one of the other podcasts. We had this we had this one project signed February of November of nineteen. Wow. So long ago. That's the one I'm still waiting, still waiting. to get started. So That's you're right. when we got the permit, but we didn't get it on the twelfth of January.
0: I think you're right. I think if the building department in Toronto, I don't know how it is around the world or what else is going on across the country. I'd love to
1: hear. Like, if you know, I'd be curious, if, you know, all our listeners that are all how's everything going up,
0: on in the east? Are you having the same problems? Are you right. having the same problems out west? We don't know. We know we, we can only speak for Toronto. Yeah. Right. But uh, I I don't even think it's any different in other municipalities. I think it's the kind of I kind of hear the
1: bitch in everywhere. Same right across the board. Right. Yeah.
0: But I've I've had a few inspectors come out and they really don't have any answers and they just put their shoulders up. Yeah. But that's not really helping the industry, is it?
1: No. 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 Mr. John Torrey is listening. You know, if you could just have a look at the building department. And I think, you know, this is the perfect time to, you know, figure out what's, what's not working. Yeah. I said that make at the beginning. Work, right?
0: I said that at the very beginning. I was, Everybody was nervous a year ago when this all started in February of 2020. I said, now's the time to reevaluate your business. Figure out what's not working and make it work better. Right, we're doing it. The city should be doing it. The
1: city definitely should be doing
0: it, but they're not. No, it's frustrating. Okay, so that's enough of that. Let's let's get into the whining and bitching. I know. Well, no, I'll always (laughs) whine and bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into. I know that I've asked this. Like lots of guys have asked me this question. I'm sure you've probably been asked this question. What is the profit margin? A contractor here in Canada, in Toronto. What do you think it should be? I know that when I've spoken to other people, I've always tried to live
1: in the twenty to thirty percent. Okay, and 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 I agree with that. Depending on the size of the job. So at different, so if let's say it's a hundred thousand dollar job, then I think you should be in the
0: 20 percent. Yeah. If you're a million dollar job, drops. It drops dramatically
1: to ten. I wouldn't say to ten, but you would like to see, you know, you would like to see at the end of the day, and and. You know, if you're a small contractor working out of your house and everything else, you're, I mean, you would like to see probably anywhere between 10 and 15, if you're going to do a million plus. A million plus. Right. Some guys get more. <laughs> you know, I'd love to be
0: that guy, but... If you're getting 10 points, you're doing something wrong, or... No, I don't think so. On a million, but what if it's $100,000? 100, $100,000 rental, you're getting 10 points, you're making 10 grand profit. It's still profit. It is,
1: but is it... But if profitable. You, again do like do you have an office do you have admin? very good point do you have this what overhead do you
0: have you got to factor all that in right
1: so like even if you're let's say you have all that I know one of my buddies out west he said he will not work for any he will not do a job less than a hundred but no matter what job he does it's 25 percent and the profit. way he and the way he looks at it, not profit this is how he breaks it down. He goes 10% for the guy running the job, the site super, 10% for the company, 3% for admin, and 2% for marketing. Makes sense. And if he doesn't get it, he doesn't do the job.
0: So he comes up with his numbers, he looks at the scope, looks at the drawings, submits
1: $100, it. $100,000 job, it's a dollars
0: It's 75% construction, plus another 10% for your site super, and then the rest of it is profitability and mid right. marketing.
1: Yeah that doesn't work out all the time for us. No. I mean, I mean, like I said before, like anything, when you're, when you're doing the smaller projects, you know, 50, 20, 30, 40, anything under hundred, you, you gotta make at least 20 to 30. It's not worth your while. Survivable. Right? Yeah. I mean, cause really, if you look at a $50,000 job, you walk away with five, 10, you know, 20 grand or 10 grand, 10 grand. Yeah seems like a lot of money for what it is, but it isn't because that $50,000 job is probably still taking you a month and a half to do. Yeah. If not, maybe two. So when you spread that out, that 10 grand really isn't.
0: I like what you said where sometimes it's actually kind of nice to do those 100, $150,000 jobs because you have a better chance of making more profit over right. a million dollar job that you may only take 10%. And it takes you a year. And it takes you a year when a $100,000 job could probably pull off in a four week, six week window at the most. Yeah. In yeah. and out, and so think about it. If you did ten hundred thousand dollar jobs, you're actually making more money over the course of the year of it's doing one job.
1: It's true. I mean, you know, to these guys that are starting out, you young guys that are listening, i I know you want everybody wants the glory job, and I've said this before, and I'm. I was no different, you know. When I first got my twenty thousand dollar job, I go, okay, that's great. Now I want the hundred. Now I want the million. Now I want you know two million, three million. I don't want that anymore. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> Are you going backwards? I want to go backwards, right? <laughs> because it—I mean, we're kind of there now. You can't go backwards, and I—you know—I'm too friggin' old to go backwards. But you know, starting out,
0: you'll God. do more work, Jim, if you do the smaller jobs. No, I'd, I'd what? You'd do more work, wouldn't would. you?
1: You'd, would.
0: you'd end up swinging the hammer again, probably. Which isn't a bad idea. I it's don't not bad. It. It's not bad. It's not bad. You wouldn't get uh, Ministry of Labor bugging you about heated toilets. <laughs> <laughs> true, <laughs> true. <laughs> Last week I had the first toilet freeze on me, man. And I was like,
1: ah, those yeah. days
0: of frozen poop in the toilet. Nice, I know. Nice, I know. nice, nice.
1: So that's, okay, that's a good But braver. you know what? So yeah, I think, you know, again, you guys, like if you're starting out, you know, like I said, you want the glory job, then go for it. But... Make some dough doing the small stuff. And then just understand when you get into the bigger, you can't charge the markup of 20 and 30 when you get to that million dollar. You'll lose jobs if you try. You'll lose the job. Now, but think about it. I mean, it's, you know, now you got to think about it the other way. So you're going to do a million dollar job, and our fee is $100,000, let's say. That's $100,000. That I know I'm getting. Yeah. That's my fee. Everything else is a la carte. Sometimes it's not a bad idea to take less, even though you think it's less, right? You take 10%, but that's mine. You know that number. That's the company's number, right? Yeah. And then everything else is... um,
0: But your marketing and your overhead would be higher at that point, too, because you'd have to sustain a certain image, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess a lot of guys are nervous about, okay, do I find a space and set up a shop and set up an office, set up a boardroom, design room, all that stuff?
1: You're going to have a couple of those jobs going at any given time. Right? Hopefully. Yep. So you need, I mean, like our our busiest year was 8 of them. Right? right. So just you know, figure out what's coming in fee-wise if they're all roughly let's just say a million dollars. And we have roughly ten thousand dollars a month coming in from eight. Yep. So then it makes sense.
0: It does. You right? can carry all that overhead. and you
1: can carry that right. But you but then you you got to feed the machine, right? That's yeah. that's the thing. As you grow, so does all your expenses, right? I mean, look look we're we're here, and look what yeah. this costs, right? Yeah. I mean, so we have to keep feeding it. So if you want that, because it's a lot of work, you got to know what's involved in that. Right. Right. Or you'd want to stay small. You probably still make the same amount of money as, you know, the guy with the office and everything else. Some guys get a little nervous. I
0: know that you talked like you thought years ago, $20,000 budget was like a massive budget. And and nowadays that's nothing. But then what's nothing today is like a $100,000 job. Right. What if a $100,000 job goes south and all of a sudden you have to deal with that? There's always right. that risk, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm always trying to figure out, like, I'm, I'm sure you do this, Jim, is that every job I've done, I do wrap up. I literally go back in and, and I get somebody to analyze every single penny that was spent on that job. And I figure out exactly what my marketing was, my admitted, what my prep profit was, what every single trade, I do a wrap up. It costs me about 900 bucks to do it, but someone gives me a spreadsheet, they break it all down. And I can literally sit there on a weekend, either cry or laugh. You know right. what I mean? And figure right. out exactly how well I did on that job. Because during the course of the job, you're thinking you're doing well. Right. Everything's running well. Yeah. But then the numbers come in and you're like, wait a minute, I only made 10% profit on that. Right. right? And you don't yeah, want to. Yeah, we've done
1: that. that a few times. Like Dan and I will, like he's more into that. Right. He goes, I mean, the report, so my, but. But he likes to see it, you know, he'll remember when we had a couple of jobs. It was a sixty thousand dollar job we were doing. Yeah. And he goes, Oh Jimmy, I don't think we're gonna know we're not gonna make anything on this. This is like you know. I don't know, no, I'm telling you, it's there, it's there. And sure enough, we I I think we made thirty, thirty five percent. Nice. Right? And there it was on that. What was yeah.
0: his thinking? What was he nervous? That-
1: yeah, I mean, we got so many things going on, right? And yeah. it just feels like, oh, you know, we're there so long, like this and that. And, you know, you just, it just feels that you're not making yeah. it, right? Yeah. But we did. And, but it's good to be aware. It's good to be aware for sure. For sure. I mean, this one I'm on now, like I know we're, you know, if we get out with our 8%, 5 to 8%, I'll be happy so where are
0: the overages on that because that's going to lead to my next question is what trades are kind of fluctuating too much they'll come in to work with you for the first time and give you a great price then all of a sudden the second time it jumps dramatically third time jumps dramatically like which are the trades that are doing that like who's in because you have to be paying attention to that right you got to figure out who's coming in at what and what their numbers are and you might lose a job because someone might be greedy for one job versus another job so that's how, at the beginning. right? That's at the beginning. You, totally yeah. at the beginning. I mean, yeah, I
1: mean, when you're when you're in it, and then there's extras. I mean, that's I mean, that's our job is to to control the subtrade. Like, hey, like so. Back so, at the eight, down, right? back
0: at the eight percent one, where was the overages? Where was it happening? Just well, took too long. The time yeah. schedule. Yeah, it just costed more. Yeah, you
1: think you you kind of forget about it, min, and I mean that starts to add up. To run it. To run it, right? I mean, sure, we're running it. You know, we got the site super, we're doing this, doing that. But then it all has to come back here. She has to do the timesheets, figure all that out, you know. Then she has to allocate all the time to to each job. Then there's, you know, the extra charges or, you know... It's it's funny you say that because... And I just, budget reports every month That have to be done that takes hours I know
0: to pull it and, and, and it's funny that you said that Because I just got a bill for the toilet that's on site That was frozen for a job site that's not active right now Right I know that it's pennies You're paying 200, 250 bucks for Doesn't one month matter. of the toilet But that's 250 bucks that's sitting on a job site When productivity would have been happening right. I would have been moving forward Now my schedule has been extended as a result of it right. Because of this one component from Toronto Hydro Right Who pays for that? Oh, no, it comes out of our pocket, out of our profitability. So now all of a sudden, those three numbers, they start to fluctuate. Yeah. And then sure enough, it's going to be our profit
1: is going to drop the most. That little 250 bucks, it's two months, there's 500. Yeah. Right? And it starts to hurt. It's all those little ones. You know, I had to get this. The guys went and bought a bunch of, you know, saw blades. You don't think it's anything, but it all starts to add up.
0: Is there anything, Jen that we can do about... I know that I did a post this week. I did a story. I think I had... I can't remember. Six sheets of three-quarter ply. You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was 32 by sixes, eight-footers. I think it was 22 by eight... Two by fours, eight-footers. It was $911. Stupid. Like the two by four is back up to $7 now, right? Yeah. A two by six is almost $10. I unfortunately had to get two by 12 by 12s. They're $30. A sheet of three-quarter ply so is $63. What you, so,
1: I mean, there's so many different things to say about this, right? I mean, I my whole thing is we're in a country that's got yeah shitloads of forestry. We're selling it to south of the border. So is COVID an excuse? It's not. A few years ago, when the forest fires were in BC, plywood went up again. And it's always seems to be when there's something the pandemic has nothing to do with burning lumber, right? Okay, maybe they have to shut down a couple mills. But why are we paying double the price for lumber now ever since this has started? triple so won. i I take that back to like if they're you know, if our government, federal government, whatever is trying to control, you know, keep us from making us stay home you know, helping us out with, you know, monthly payments, stuff like that. Why can't you control the commodities that you we are? You can, but you don't. Why don't they?
0: Because somebody is getting a back kick. kick is that back? what it
1: is? Kick back? Maybe.
0: As far as I know, human beings are the only species on this planet that are motivated by money. <laughs> I don't see monkeys, change. I don't see elephants, I don't yeah. see tigers, I don't see any other kind of creatures that are motivated by money, profitability. So right. I've always said that during this pandemic, lots of people have been making a lot of money. And I'm wondering, okay, our government's looking at construction, we're doing well, we were essential, we were working, but now you have the commodities. And all of a sudden, we literally saw two by four go from two and change. All right. To as high as what recently, like I think it was like over the fall, it was Double, yeah.
1: it was seven and change or something, almost eight dollars. Yeah. So let's go back to what we started off earlier mm-hmm. about people are maybe thinking of waiting. Well, this is part of the reason they know, like you know, the lumber cost has doubled. But do
0: you think the lumber cost is going to be lower in twenty twenty
1: two? No, I think we've... they don't. They they pull. They go high. And then they pull back, but they get their extra 20% that they wanted to get.
0: I think, I think a a $6, two by four is going to be the norm here in Canada for 2022. I think it's going to keep on going. So I've got a client right now where they reached out to me and and he asked me, should I wait? Should lumber be cheaper next year? I was like, it might be a little cheaper, but labor might be more expensive
1: too. Yeah. It doesn't, it does not pay to wait. I don't think so. We've probably nine, 90% of these t- discussions, I think we're right when we say don't wait. Oh, I'm going you know, to wait a year and save up an extra 50000 60000 Why bother? I haven't come across this yet, but
0: what about if you do wait? Because this one client, he sat on this permit. He got it in 2019, the permit. If he hasn't started, he's going to have to redo it. It's, I'm just wondering, is that, yeah, that's what, he's got a window, right? You have so, to
1: start within six months.
0: So he hasn't even started it yet.
1: Then you have to reapply and most likely whatever new changes have happened. That's what I was going
0: to say. So building code wise, he might be affected because he might have to do new changes to it that will please the current code. Yeah. Yeah. So actually it's not really beneficial to wait as a homeowner. No. I think in the end it's going to cost you more.
1: I look at it this way, right? I mean, okay, lumber is going to cost, let's just take this example for this project we're going to start. When I when when they signed the deal back in November 19, we had a lumber price of eighty thousand. It's now 140, and we haven't haven't started yet. That's what COVID has
0: done. You haven't even submitted the 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 order. This was for the it.
1: last price I got is 140, 000. and that price is
0: good for 30 days, right? Max, yeah. Yeah. if yeah. that
1: I can spike and push them a little longer, but it's basically doubled. We we got to move forward. We like how are you going to stop? So I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is when people say, oh, I'll wait, I'm going to save the extra money. Think about what you're waiting for. Number one, you're waiting for the, you know, um, to save more money. But if we're in a market that we're in and you're building your house or renovating your house, you're holding the value of your house back. And you know what I mean by that is yeah. once you're finished your renovation, your value of your house has gone up it's going to go up a lot more than that $50,000 you were you were trying to say when you wait a year you lose that value their mentality at times and i could see this is
0: that the uh, the money that they're going to use to do the renovation or the the build is sitting and investing right now growing so the longer they wait they're making more money off of that possibly
1: possibly yeah i mean the market's been great i mean volatile as shit but <laughs> but it's GameStop yeah right I mean so that's all yeah I guess you know what I mean they are I mean the, the markets are doing isn't good. it kind of
0: like real estate they always say why wait what's the point of waiting if you're gonna buy something buy something get it now because in a year's time it's gonna be more expensive it's, uh, gonna,
1: it's pretty much the rule it's construction is it, the same right? thing so might as well yeah. do it
0: unless the market's gonna take a, a huge dip move forward so Jim a lot of young guys reach out all the time which is great they want to avoid making as many mistakes as possible. Right as ma- off the as bat. As many as I made? Well, as many as we <laughs> made, right? <laughs> Us old guys make some mistakes, and we want to pass on those, those not mistakes, but that knowledge, so then you don't make those mistakes. So right. you, get, you get a lot of guys that are in their early 20s, apprentice, and they want to make sure, I know recently, uh, I can't remember his name, he reached out goes, and he was asking me, how do I know I'm working for the right guy? How do I know this Ooh. guy is gonna propel so you're me forward. So you let homeowner? No, no, no. Subcontractor GC. Okay. And he's working for him, and he's made that decision. Listen, I've interviewed. I met a guy. He wants to take me on. How how do I know he's the right fit? He's gonna give me the knowledge that I'm looking for. So
1: okay. So when you say as an apprentice or as an employee, as an as an apprentice, it could be both. Could right. Be both. I'm, you're gonna find out in the in the first Quick. couple weeks. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is he motivated to teach you to
0: educate? I guess you, you? want to go. I
1: mean, I, I, if I was an apprentice again, let's say carpenter apprentice, plumber, whatever. Obviously, he's going to interview me. But then I would say, can I just can I come to a couple of your jobs, and see your see what you're doing? Let me tag along for a few days to see if maybe I really shadow. Yeah, just to see if I like it. That's what I would do. You would you would know pretty quickly, you know, just by the jobs by the other employees, or by the other general contractors that you're working for, yeah. or that he's working for, right?
0: So basically, if you see no toilet on site, garbage everywhere, everyone's cursing at each other. It's
1: kind of what you're going to get, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: you're you're going to get a mixed bag, and, and it's yeah. true. You know what? Take the investment to actually go, let me give up some of my free time, hang out with you yeah. for a week, and see how you run your ship. And yeah. then I can make a decision from that. Actually, that's a really good idea to do that because then you'll know if you want to move forward with this guy for the next yeah. month, six months, even a year, right? Yep. Because it's true. You don't want to be a young guy getting started and choose the wrong horse, right? To kind of
1: you're going to have to though. I you're going you, to have to You have to get on a couple and get bucked off, and and you know, and then find the one, right? Yeah. And then because uh, I mean, look, I mean, I've had a few. I mean, a couple of the young guys we got now, they've been with a. And they're young, like twenty-three. They've been with already, you know, three, four, other companies, and they just, you know, they weren't getting taught. They didn't get along with the, you know, the owner or whatever. And um, then they come over here. Now, are they going to stay here forever? Who knows? You know, maybe we don't we'll know how them off. Right? Yeah, we don't know day. how it's going to work. But right. I guess the primary motive is: Will you be taught the right lessons? You're going to be taught, like I can, and I can only speak from here, from, from where, from our guys, you're going to get taught. You may not like the way you're going to get taught, but you got to remember these guys, you know, you and I were talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. You know, Darren's like old school. He's, you know, 56. He was taught with a cuff across, you know, across the head if he didn't do it right. (laughs) You know, and he's our finished carpenter. Same thing with me. I, you know, I, yeah, I come from the, you know, the sheet metal and HVAC days and, you know, when I was 18, 19, if I didn't get it right, I'd either have a hammer thrown at the floor and bounce up, get me in the knee, knock me down, or, you know, you, <laughs> you or you get some guy come along who's, and you know, poor old Stan, he's gone, rest his soul, he's gone now, but he, he had two thumbs. So he had four <laughs> thumbs. I'm not lying. This is no bullshit. He, he had, had two thumbs on both sides. Two thumbs coming out of his out of his one thumb. Okay, and he was one of the welders in our shop. He, he was a miserable <laughs> old shit, but he was funny as hell. I actually loved the guy so much. And he had that cigarette that once he put it in his <laughs> lip, never touched his hand again. <laughs> And he'd be welding, and he'd have it on the side of his face, and knock down the mask, and the, you know, the smoke would be coming out, and he'd lift the mask up. Hey Jimmy, and then he'd be talking, and then he'd just spit the thing out. The only time we'd ever get one to touch it is when it went in his mouth. But then he just let, you know, his eye would be going like this because the smoke (laughs) was going in his eye. Oh, it's crazy. But he had these two thumbs. He'd come up behind you and grab your little side, like your back fat, and squeeze it. And you'd go, you son of a bitch. (laughs) And that's what we'd get if you didn't do it right. And we never I mean, called child
0: services, okay? <laughs> <never> called, <exactly. laughs> we, we didn't have child services yeah. back then. It didn't no, exist. So no. yeah, you
1: you are going to get the rough and tumble yeah. guys. But those are the guys that know their shit. Less, that, not they're always. Know. I mean, sometimes there could, just, it could be a miserable gnaw, it, it's right? It's kind
0: of like a really miserable guy, but he wants to have a twinkle in his eye where he wants to educate
1: you. He wants to teach he you. He does. And I've said this before, and you guys heard me say it before. Like Darren will say, look, I'm not your friend between 7 and 4.30. We'll go have a beer at five. Yeah. But if I'm teaching you, you're working for me, you're going to listen. And I always say, like, guys, you know, once you're, if, you know, if there's apprentices out there, no matter what trade you're in, be one step ahead of your, of the journeyman. Just think. Just think. What- if you know he's working away, let's say he's a plumber, he's working away and you know he's going to need that wrench, just reach over, have it in your hand. And he'll go, hey, Jimmy, I need that. No, oh, here it is, man. That will save you from getting a cup I of love doing that now. I know.
0: I, I love doing that now where I already know what is needed in yeah. the next stage of whatever's going to yeah. Here you go and hand it off. So then he can
1: pick it up as well, too. Yeah. And I still do that. Like if if I go on the side and, you know, Darren's working or something, and I see him, he's on the ladder and he's yeah. doing something, I'll just, I'll just, because I know what he's going to want, right? Yeah, exactly. I go, here you go. Yeah. And, but that's just, you know. Good thing you were here, Jim. (laughs) 45 (laughs) years of doing this shit, right? Good
0: thing you were here. Yeah. What about um, on-site etiquette? I guess there's two worlds of on-site etiquette. There's the one world where it's trade to trade, and then there's trade to client. There's certain, I guess, are we losing the gentleman factor here? Yeah. Are we? Like, are, are guys coming on the job sites and just being... Not necessarily rude or rolling the eyes at clients or designers or anybody else that comes on the job site are are we losing job site etiquette
1: yeah you know what i mean that's a that's a uh, i don't know that's a it's a tough one to answer. i only see it in in but but in, uh, if i would have to say i would say yes i don't it's not getting better it's not getting better and i think oh, you know what i mean it's there's so much work <laughs> there will be a lot of work and there has been a lot of work. So I think everybody just takes it for granted now. And, and you know, when the client comes in and wants to change their mind, I mean, yeah, you know what, of course we're going to roll our eyes. I go, Oh shit. Can we just get out of here? But yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, man.
0: Okay. Let me give you a scenario. You have a client meeting, you're the GC you're dealing with them. Everybody in the whole entourage from the client circle is all there. They all arrive with their coffees. You know where I'm going with this, and they leave all the empty copy holder, like cups, all on site. What is the etiquette of the tradesperson, or the GC, or the site super at that point?
1: It's already assumed that the general contractor is the sweep, you know, is the guy that sweeps everything up and throws the shit in the garbage.
0: So that's just assumed that that's what's supposed to do. So just
1: had this happen last week.
0: That's not right, though. In my opinion, that's not right. No. I've done it before, but I know that I've gotten the dirty looks as a result of it. I was like, listen, there's trash cans everywhere yeah, on easy. every floor. There's a bin up front. Can you please just drop that off? Yeah. Right. But then they give me But you... it's not just them. No. It's our trades too. The trades are. I, uh, I am wickedly upset whenever I see a coffee cup stuffed into a toilet flange. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, w- did you not have enough round hole peg hole? Operations going on as a kid yeah. that you had to do one more here on the job site. I don't understand, right? Like, why not just take that and put it in the trash? I don't get yeah. it, right? And and first of all, plumbers should be using the, the right the flanges that have the cup the, the cap on it. So I, that's where the etiquette comes from. And I just I, I really like if everybody just said hello, like a little good morning to everybody on the job site goes a long long way.
1: It does. You know what I mean? You know what? Um, again, I'll just you know I'll, I'll talk about Dan, and my business partner, that. He's the first one to say. Like, he'll walk into the site and always say good morning. Good morning. And he was telling me when he was in commercial, if you did not say good morning, you would definitely hear about it. Or if you didn't say hello, you would hear about it. The first thing in the morning you walk in, that is what you do. Good morning. How is everybody? Let's go. Then if you want to shoot, you know, start giving everybody shit, you do. But there's always... Why not? Why can't you walk in and say, hey, guys, what's going on? How's everything? Yeah. Ah, jam. you know, this. Okay, well, then great. But hey, at least they said hello, right?
0: And also for all you young guys, don't be offended if the client and the entourage comes on site and they don't acknowledge you. Yeah. Which happens a lot. It happens a ton. It frustrates me as a GC because that's just another human being right there. And they're actually helping build your home. Yep. And they're skilled and have talent. It would be nice if they, you could just say hello, good morning, and do the same thing. Treat them all as if we're the same because they're an extension of our teams, of right. our team. But it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. That's what frustrates me, right? Yeah.
1: And it would probably, I would say, it may happen 50% of the time. It does, if not more.
0: Let's get on to music. I've always joked where I'll let the trades listen to what they want and especially if you got a third story house so plus the basement four stories I used to always joke that if you had different trades on different floors, it'd be different music. It was almost like walking through a mall. You right. know what I mean? And you're like, Oh look, you know, lingerie section and all and you got the different tunes going on, and but
1: you'd have a polka going on <laughs> with the guys the, doing hardwood floor. All,
0: the German mix, the techno mix, the rap mix. They had all, and then you have the token country guy, right? Yeah. You, uh, yeah. Somehow always token country guy. And I just let them go. But as long as it's at a nice level, and it's not overpowering everybody else, because I think you still have to have communication on a site. Plus if something is potentially at risk, if something's going to happen, you don't want to be yelling over something to get to that person just for safety purposes. Well, I think
1: you should. I mean, definitely there's been, uh, you know, on a couple of our sites when they've been framing and, you know, especially when you're not closed in yet and they got the radio blaring and then, you know, then you get the phone call from the neighbors and this and that. And, So, yeah, I mean, it's got to be toned down, but I would like, and it does happen sometimes, but but I think, you know, if you see the homeowner coming on site, whoever's near the radio, it should just be an automatic, turn it down. And even today,
0: most job site radios are app enabled. Yeah. So even if a meeting's about to happen or someone wants to communicate, you should be able to grab your phone and lower it down right then and there. All right. I did, and it just be conscious of everybody else. It's not, just
1: respect. That's all.
0: Not everybody likes your music, right? So no, no. Trust no. me, a lot of people wouldn't want to listen to my stuff, right? So it depends on what <laughs> I'm in the mood for. But I, okay, so what else we want to chat about here? I mean, on site, I'm just trying to think of parking. <laughs> parking. Parking's <laughs> always fun. Being the valet parking, and you have like four spots, and you yeah, got we four have trades. we have
1: that on our our, our budget sheet, and that always get. What's this item 144 here, gym parking tickets for? I go, well, those, <laughs> we're gonna, not paying for them. <laughs> we're there to build your house. And yeah.
0: yeah, I know. You have to yeah. put it in there. You have to figure yeah. it out.
1: I said, out here, they start tagging, you know, before 10 o'clock. And we start at 7. What is with that rule, man? That rule really frustrated me. Where well, again, I, here we go with the city. So you want... you.
0: We start at 7. Generally speaking, blanket, yeah. contractor, construction starts at 7. Leave us alone. So you can't put parking signs as saying that you'll get tagged before 10. Because that automatically means we just have to pay $30 now for parking. Yep. And then that tradesperson is going to tag me for the week I'm there, 30 yeah. bucks a day. Yep. And there's only so many temporary parking permits that the city will allocate for each home. Yeah. Which I quickly learned is don't put the home address that you're working at. Put the other addresses around there. And then you'll get a parking permit because every house is allowed. I think three max. I gotta oh, look at okay. this. I think it's three max that they're allowed, right?
1: But you got to do that every every couple of weeks or every month. Every I week mean, they it, only they max it out at uh, one, one week, week. Yeah. permits. Sorry right? to keep you. I mean that's just bullshit. But
0: that's not that's that's not fair for us, right?
1: No, it's not fair at all.
0: You do get so. the nice parking officers that will be conscious of us, right? And they they'll listen. Just we'll give you a warning, and it's about it. But. Some, yeah, Some. but
1: I mean, if you're there for a year, I mean, they're it's inevitable. They're yeah. missing out on all that. Gosh. So let's go back to what you were talking about earlier about the homeowner and its entourage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know what entourage I'm talking about? Yeah. Everybody yeah. that knows how to build a house but does never build one. Yeah. That entourage. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah.
1: So I mean, that's that's a fine line that we walk. It is right you got to be careful how what you say how, and you, say how it. you say
0: it right and you got to be careful about your body language everybody knows that most communication is nonverbal something like 90% is yeah. nonverbal how you stand how you look how you present yourself physically is telling of what you're thinking internally yeah so as a tradesperson we already stand a certain way we already exude a certain look you know what i'm talking about Ready to so go. all of a sudden yeah the entourage comes on board you automatically, without even knowing it, are saying thousands of words. Where are you going? Oh Yeah, and you gotta be Here careful. Here comes. You gotta be careful. Yeah. So how do you? How do you handle that? How do you, like, as a tradesperson, these guys only learn it from other people uh, or
1: from you others. know what? I, 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 if I have to answer that right now, I would just say it's just you know when it's just experience and you just learn to handle it. As you, you know, as you continue on in your, in your business, it you just finally, you've got to just let it go. You know, it's part of the business. What do you guys got to say? What do you want me to do? Right? I will do it. And hopefully we can work together and not one of us has to be up here or no. the other one down here where let's just work as a team, Team right? Together. And you know what? It's getting better. And when I say it gets better, I guess I guess we're working with I'll just say it better designers that that actually respect what we do. And I respect what they do. Because we do work as a team. Design theory, we did a we did a, a you know a great job. That was our first time working with them. You know what? We had to find our, our common ground, but we did. And it was, you know, the the project turned out amazing. Nice. You know, they were, you know, very easy to work with. You know, they would say we'd like to do this and we throw our two cents in, they still get the design, and we just say, okay, well, this is how it's going to work structurally or whatever, right? And, you know, same thing with uh, Sarvi and Lauren Rose. I mean, we work with those guys, and, you know, Lauren's, Lauren Rose, obviously, the architect. And I just uh,
0: connected with him on LinkedIn. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, why yeah. this guy looks familiar. Yeah. So we got to get him on the show, we got to talk to him about it yeah. as well. So.
1: so, I mean, you know, you've been, I mean, once you're, you've been around forever and you learn, you know, you meet these guys and you learn to work with them and everything else, it just becomes, they respect what you do. They know the quality you give. So they, you know, they just have to draw it and go, here, Jim, build it. I know you're going to do it right. And if there's a problem, hey, you know, this is what I need. Can you fix that? Yep. No problem. Psh, done. And then it just hand it over to the designer. Why, and why can't it be seamless? Like, why does one have two? And I'm not saying, a, you know, it, it has happened in the past and, you know, it may happen again, but there's always one that has to be yeah, the one on top. Like, hey, well, it sp- goes my way or no way.
0: Speaking to the homeowners and the designers out there, just think about this scenario. If you walk in with a lack of respect for everybody as a team to build a project, how quickly are those tradespeople going to be to take care of unforeseen or forgotten little details that maybe overlooked your scope? They're not. They're not going to be that quick. They will not rush. But if everyone's treated equally, of course, they're going to be helpful. Of course, they're going to be willing to step up and try and, and show yeah. up on time and be there. So it does it. Like you said, both streets, man, It, it like we're just same level, man. Why not just be on the same level?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, let's face it. I mean, they're designing it. They're, you know, architecturally designing it. They're designing it from the interior design thing. But we're the guys doing it. So we're going to, yeah, you designed a beautiful thing, but we're going to build the beautiful thing that you designed. So we have to work together. We'd like, there's no, I don't think there's any choice because if you can't work together, it's not going to turn out the way you There's
0: going to be resistance and it's yeah. all going to go down the chain and then all of a sudden everyone's going to be everyone's going to put their hands up when a problem comes up instead of yeah. actually put their heads together and solve the problem.
1: And again, if, like once once a designer knows what you can do and everything else, they're going to they're going to recommend you and exactly. they're going to want to work with you because you make them look good and they make us look good.
0: And then in turn you'll get more work.
1: Right? Isn't that the whole yeah.
0: objective here is to build your circle of yeah. construction where you get more relationships going on and all of a sudden you get more work. Exactly. Isn't it? and that that goes across the board to all trades and everything too. Everybody. Yeah. So don't be pissing off like you're not going to get along with everybody. But like you said, you got to find the right horse to get on, right? To 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 figure out if yeah. you work on that circle, right? Because you'll you'll learn something though. You'll always learn. I think other lots of guests of ours have
1: said, you'll always learn something. Yeah. Good or bad, but you'll always learn something. Young guys out there starting doing the small stuff and whatever. I said, maybe should hook up with a younger designer that's starting out. You know, build each other's business together. Yeah. Like, why not? Then they're going up the ladder. You're going up going the to, ladder. You're, you're, and you may as well go up the ladder together. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that sense. just, it, it does, right? I mean, it's going to take time, take a few years to get things going, but once you get that symmetry going and everything else, I mean...
0: I will say this one thing to all you young guys out there, the contractors, that you might want to pay attention to LinkedIn. There are hundreds of thousands of in your area of interior designers that are just getting out of school, that are just getting started, that are just being certified, and they don't know a lot of contractors out there. Right, and they and and
1: and you can bring them in. Yes, like there's nothing wrong with you bringing a designer into the team, right? Yeah, starting out and you help him or her out with her with with their. design firm. I mean, that's that's brilliant. It works in both your favor.
0: Yeah, 100%. Suppliers. Let's go back to COVID a little bit. I'm getting a little frustrated with trying to get <laughs> material, trying to get, you know, it's frustrating is if I actually started to, and I don't want to, logging the amount of minutes that are turning into hours of me sitting around trying to wait for something To be ready for me to pick up or or to actually be sitting there waiting for it to be picked up i can't i can't calculate those hours it's 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 endless it's, it's but the thing is we're not jim we're not being paid for that time no so basically we go back to our profitability where we have a certain percentage point but now the job took longer because i had to go visit a supplier five times this week to go grab material and then basically something that would have taken me 10 15 minutes to walk in to grab it ate up five hours of my time during the week, we get 40 hours on average, let's just say argument's sake, 40 hours on average a week to work to get a job going, but you lose five of those 40 hours to actually get your material. Suppliers out there listening, you got to up the game, man. They got to do the same thing. Yeah. I know that a lot of them are, they're offering phone numbers, you text, you go there, but it's still, there's still some weight going on.
1: Well, and then the delivery time too is kind of a joke.
0: Is this all going to go away in a year's time? Is it all going to, like, are we, I'm getting a little, I'm not getting nervous. I just found it interesting that a lot of contractors were reaching out, going, How are you seeing the landscape? How are you seeing projects going out there? What's going on? What's happening?
1: I think there's going to be a lull for sure.
0: It's coming this year or next year?
1: No, I think it's going to come this year. I think right. it's going to come in summer or the, you know, the fall, unless something happens and, you know, the government's got to help us. We get, well, I mean, how much more can they help us, all right? I mean, help us in a way where, you know, get permits out, get, you know, make things, ease up a little bit on the restraints of getting a permit, you know, ease up on the uh, the conservation, you know, the ravines and all this stuff. Like, that. that stuff takes months and months and months before. And can't get a permit until they have released that, till you get your, you know.
0: I know the tree police. The tree police, the ones that wear the camouflage. Yeah, I know. I know those guys, right? And that brings up a whole other thing about the ESA. Where don't you love it when they phone it in, ESA? (laughs) And and I'm like, you're allowed to do that. So you're on a certain list that you're so good that you could just phone it in, and they trust you and they sign off on it. I'm like,
1: wow. Oh, that's the privileged ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, When
0: when did you become Darth Vader? I don't understand how that works, man. Like, but then we can't get that in building side of things.
1: No. I like that though. I think that that gives a lot of
0: trust. It, it does. Right. But then it also could be abusive trust could where be. maybe they can misstep something. Because mm-hmm. I, I think every time I've had an ESA inspection, I generally like to be there because I want to learn. Right. I've always seen them note one or two little things, just little things that, you know, not are not dramatic, but yeah. they just said, okay, listen, just take care of that, button up that, and that's all is fine. So it's like you learn something from it. They wouldn't have noticed that if they never showed up, right? They just phoned it in. True. But I get that it's busy. I mean, an inspector to come to a site out of their time, from the time they travel to get on site, answer the questions, review drawings, leave, go to the next one, is probably what? An hour, hour and a half window?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So each inspector is maybe doing what? Five visits a day? If that? Yeah. I would.
1: Yeah. Yeah probably me a touch more i would think
0: so maybe the government needs to start having more inspectors or they already have more inspectors do they
1: they have enough i noticed that all the inspectors are really young these days right well let's just go back man <laughs> all the inspectors are retiring just like all the tradesmen are retiring
0: that's true and right. as far as i know you're just supposed to write a few tests to be an inspector to be an inspector
1: yeah yeah. It's a book, right? And that's, I, I, th- I think the building inspectors need to have at least a year of some kind of construction experience
0: on site. Uh, yeah. A thousand percent. I agree with that.
1: Yeah. There's one guy we, there's uh there's a great inspector, Randy, and uh, we've had him in our area and now they, they've moved him. and it was a pleasure working with him because he was one of us and he just, you know, decided enough and, uh, you know, worked as a as a building inspector, and you know he was great. He understood, he got it, and there was never a problem.
0: Well, so, that goes back to the respect thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because he goes ah, Yeah, you know, I know what it took to get here, Jim. Yeah, I used to do it, so I get it. No problem. Yeah, you know, let's move on. And where are these guys? that young guys are coming in with you know have no experience other than getting it out of a book a book smarts
0: you and, know and, uh, but book smarts and construction can only get you so far yeah
1: i think no, you, you i
0: think you, you have to be smelling sawdust man
1: you gotta be you gotta be covered in it smelling it eating it everything wallowing in it <laughs> man it's, glitter man it's known as
0: man glitter i guess that's my
1: sign up there Sawdust. i saw it's that made- <laughs> i saw that man
0: uh, these guys want to be prepared for all these these issues that they might come across.
1: Did you have any questions?
0: Me? Yeah, no, no, I didn't even, get it. I, I didn't really write even... them all down. I want to put them all together oh, so okay. we could do So, guys, you got to pay attention to us. We're going to be doing videos soon. So, Jim and I are going to be answering questions. Yeah, we're going to so figure it out. We'll figure out the tech side of it, how it's all going to handle it. We want to do it live so we can actually run it through all that stuff and figure it out from there, right? I wanted to get a little bit back on on the paperwork side of business, right? So, right. a lot of guys are handling their own... Accounting their own everything, and it's just—do they want to be doing that? Should they be doing that?
1: No, you know what? I mean, I was—I was that guy for many, many years, and then um, you know, the best thing to do is just get a get a bookkeeper,
0: hire a professional to handle yeah. that professional yeah, detail. In of your whatever, business. once yeah.
1: every couple of weeks, or you just take everything in your shoebox and you know, give it, every it to month, them. Give it to her, him, yeah. her, and just get it done. I mean, it's. It, it it takes the burden off you doing it, and you're gonna miss something anyway. So get somebody that does it every day. It definitely. I mean, it's anyway. Let's go back to you. We were talking about earlier too about um, paying yourself. You got to start paying yourself, guys. Figure it out. Figure, figure out, it out your number. Figure, figure out your number. You'll be able to make the number easily. I think just do it gives you something to work forward to also. I mean, it gives you that dangling, that carrot in front of you. Oh, I gotta it's make drive. You gotta, it's drive, right. If you yeah. want to make $1,000 a week, then make $1,000 a week. But make sure you, the government knows you're making $1,000 a week.
0: So here's a question that might be difficult to answer. And I think that if you're a contractor, you'll probably come across it at least once. What if the client doesn't pay? <laughs> what if the GC doesn't pay? Well, it, because it happens on all levels. Yeah, it, it sure happens does. on all levels, right? So it's like, how do you handle that situ that situation when they 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 felt I paid you enough, or they dragged it out because they didn't have the money. They were running a Peter and Paul construction site, you know, and waiting for the next job, and then I'll pay you. Do this one and that whole fiasco, right? How do you handle that situation?
1: I think you got to. I mean, in the, in. <laughs> I think in that case, you're probably going to lose. It's
0: just but a matter of, of how of,
1: much. It's just a matter of how much and how much you're going to let it go. But if that's the, the contractor you're working for, then clearly you don't want to work for them anymore. I suggest you get as whatever you can, and then if he's not going to pay, you, you don't do any more work. Most likely... He's going to try to dangle the carrot and say, here, I'll give you... I owe you a 20, but I'll give you a 10 now if you come and start this other job. I don't get the audacity of
0: these guys yeah. that do that because why would you go back? I guess because
1: there isn't it happens much... happens all the time, man.
0: There isn't enough work? so It's, you it's
1: just what they do. And, uh, and it was used to run rampant in the subdivisions. Like, you know, they drag. I knew uh, Vince was one of our, our bricklayers, and when he was working for all the big boys in the subdivisions, he would be... 120 days more, and they would owe 200000 They would give him a check for eighty and say, you know, you got to do the next 10 houses before you go. <sighs> so he finally got out of it, but, I mean, he was in it for a long time. And, and he, he, did, all, he, he didn't all, get his money. He lost. I don't know. You know what I mean? It was all union. It was all that way, and uh, he got his... Uh, and this is not, it's not a shot at the unions. No, 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 of course it's not. It's just how the... How the how the developer pays, and uh, he's retired now. And I mean he's you know he's done okay for sure. It's just that I mean they can drag you out. And I've always said to trades, I mean pick. And I've said it on this. I don't know how many times. Just pick five, six, whatever. Good, good contractors that know you pay. That know you know that they pay, and just service the shit out of them. And you know Duke. You know what? Let's face it. There's going to be a time when everybody goes through a shit time. Yeah. We have, like I have even when I was on my own and I had to drag some guys out. And, uh, you know, either you get overextended or a client's not paying. And you, you, but hopefully at that time you have the relationship with the guys and they know what you're going through because they know the job you're on and they know the job, that, the job that's doing it to you. Yeah and you know because they've all been in it everybody's been in the same boat you know and just you you have to just kind of go along for the ride and hopefully you're going to get paid right and then if you don't i've had to go back to some of the guys and say hey look you know what i just lost 30 grand i know i owe you you know three g's you know this this is can we you know can i pay a thousand and then you know that da, 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 we all kind of take a little bit of the i mean i'm taking the hit but yeah everybody your your hits a lot smaller than my hit right yeah and, you know a lot of guys will work something out with you if they're reputable and you know if they're yeah, i don't know they they respect what you do and they know you just got into a shit spot is period. that
0: disrespectful To a tradesperson, are they thinking about it? Where it's like, listen, you're responsible for this, so you should pay me in full. Like, are they thinking? Some will come back and say, Yeah, "Yeah, you fucked it up.
1: Yeah, like it's your job to get the money from the guy, right? Yeah. Sure, if you want to do that, I mean, it's up to you whether you're going to get paid or not. I don't know, but I always, you know, I always kind of like to put it on the table. Guys, look, here's where we're at. I, I don't, just rather be transparent about it. I think the more you're upfront about it and truthful about it the better chance you're going to have of working something out. It's just funny. I get a lot of
0: DMs and I know recently, and I'm not going to say names because I just, I think I'm getting too old. And so I'm getting a little more respectful of yourself, Jim, that like my girlfriend always says, it's good that you hang out with Jim because he rubs off on you. (laughs) He rubs off on you in a non COVID way. You know what I mean? So it's great. I got recently, um, someone did a post, they shared something, and all of a sudden someone reached out to me and he said, listen, don't work for this guy, he doesn't pay, it took him months because he was feeding his sugar baby. And so I was like, you know what a sugar baby is, right?
1: What's a sugar baby? (laughs) Am I that old?
0: (laughs) So you and I, I guess we have the potential to be sugar daddies. And oh. then we would have a sugar baby.
1: Ah. So,
0: and then all of a sudden you get this youngin in their life and then they want to feed them with all kinds of little trinkets here and there, but they're taking money from paying trades. Right. So that's where the sugar baby ah, thing is. Okay, okay. So we had a nice conversation over DMs and we were just talking about it and he was giving me some questions and I gave him some insight and he was appreciative of it, which is great. And then I also get reached out by other guys who are saying the same thing. Like, how would you handle this? Okay. So what if you did a job and all of a sudden a tool disappeared and you swear that it was there when a certain trade was there so how do you handle the potential of someone thieving a tool of yours and i just said listen unless you don't know for certain yeah. you can't confront them no but if there's a way that you could have a polite conversation in and around say listen i could have swore i left my because i engraved my initials on all my tools Right, and so I kind of know where they are, and I have seen some of my batteries with some of the trades that I work with, and I joke about it, right? And I'm like, that's fine, but the thing is, yeah, how do you handle that? And I think the first thing you don't do is accuse, no, unless you know for certain,
1: yeah, unless you watch them just pick the thing up and walk out and just took it, yeah. But if you
0: play the 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 gentleman card and just go, listen, maybe it got mixed in with your
1: bag, because it's gonna happen, man. There's lots of tools. It's gonna happen, like if you if you can't. Keep them around you, and and you shouldn't have to be looking over your shoulder either. No, we can't right? do that. Everybody's I mean, got to bring in their stuff. Right. I mean, there's been times where, like, everybody's using the same battery and everything else, and it gets scooped up just like you say. And it's and it's they're not stealing. It's just dog. Oh, I got to go, so I'm you know you think that's mine, and away you go, and you go right. But we've had stuff that went missing. <laughs> just grew legs and left, right? <laughs> And you'd think you know who's done it because he's the new guy on the site. We've never seen him before.
0: And then is you go to
1: the guy, go to your trade and go, hey, the new guy you got. How it's well con- do you know him? It's construction profiling. <laughs> <laughs> right. so it oh, yeah, I just, you know, I just got him. He's just out of prison. So, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right. So, oh, oh, that's one strike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we uh, don't want to. You can't be
0: construction profiling, right? Like no. You, just no. be be nice about it, I guess, and you figure it out. And then the hof- hopefully it's not a very expensive tool. Right. And then I guess the other thing is, what if someone wants to borrow a tool of yours?
1: Well, you know what? I mean, that's... (laughs) I don't know. That's that's a touchy one, because... What if they want to use your
0: miter saw and you just hear them make it scream or something? They just
1: make a sound that's not... So again, this is where it comes down to everybody working together. Yeah. And everybody who's... They've known each other forever. Our team, they have all worked together for at least 15, 20 years, so... You know, we got Slav, who's doing, you know, our finished carpentry, and Darren, and and they just set up a saw. Even though Slav's a sub-trade, but he's kind of like one of us anyway. I mean, he does other jobs here and there, but, you know, when he comes, he sets up. And then him and, you know, Darren or whoever else is working on site, okay, well, whose table saw is going to go here? We can use that table saw for this Why do We set up the table this way. I'll put my little... You know, little seven, eight inch, whatever chop saw we got over here for for this, and then let's use the big honking one for the baseboard, and they just set things up. But that's working together. together. I know. Right? So yeah, no, I've heard the screaming and yelling. Get them. Get your own saw. Go to your own goddamn truck. You, you know, I brought mine out. Well, oh, I wasn't talking about that screaming. I was just
0: talking about if they were to go to miter saw or table saw and they're going to cut a wood and they just made the blade
1: <laughs> bind. And you hear your tool scream. Oh yeah, daddy, daddy, uh,
0: what's going on? Right, our guys,
1: like our yeah. old guys. Yeah, they'd be coming off the off the ladder, or whatever, and jumping screaming on you. at you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He would, he would be called everything in the book.
0: You know what? Working together it makes the day go a lot better.
1: For sure, it does. Yeah. Here, here's a. It's just respect.
0: Here, here's a few questions, Jim. You borrow a tool, you run the battery dry. Do you a take the battery off and just chuck and grab a new one that's fully charged? B take the battery off and put it on the charger and grab a new charger. battery wouldn't that be (laughs) nice (laughs) (laughs) just saying just saying second one you're cutting a piece of wood maybe you need some blocking because you're hvac or plumber or electrician and you leave the off cut on the miter do you leave it on the miter or do you remove it so then someone else can come with a new piece of wood and put it on the miter and start fresh instead of having to move it Put it in the pile. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a bunch of little, I guess it's just, let's just be gentlemen. We're contractors. We can't, like, why can't we just be gentlemen about it? And just be, wouldn't it be nice to just, I just picture this UK industry and just being so nice to each other, you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> oh, that's okay, mate. Don't worry about that. That's hey, totally mate. fine, mate. <laughs> I'll get that. Don't worry. Oh, I'm sure there's feuds over there too. <laughs> well, I think I think they do the slap against the head kind of thing, yeah. right? Well, that's where kind of, it came like it came from there. Old yeah. school stone masonry, carpentry, yeah. woodworking,
1: sheet metal. Like, Listen, I had more Irish, Scottish, and English, and a, and a bunch of Germans in there too. In my trade, that was just kind of what it was. Oh God! Oh no, yeah, they were they were ruthless. My dad smacked me on the side of
0: my head, and if I was lucky, it was with his hand. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like sometimes he would go tell me to pick a two by four, and <laughs> I had to go pick a light one. You know what I'm saying? Not a wet one. You didn't want a wet one hitting your head, yeah, right? Like dry one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that, that's how, and that hasn't happened today, right?
1: You can't.
0: Because on the safety
1: board, child services <laughs> number's on there, right? Oh, you can't even touch your kid. Yeah. Not that, that you're going to go beat your kid, but I mean, to say that That's anything, a different story. We got spanked. We got spanked at school for Christ's sake. Oh, man. The rulers. Oh, the rulers. They go, oh, put your hand out. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and you think back,
0: you go, you know what? Oh. It actually didn't really hurt that much. But No, it, it didn't. Just it, just, it just all. hurt your pride. It just hurt your pride. That was the thing it did, man.
1: Yeah, my, we had a grade 7 teacher, George J.J. Uh, Warfolk. He was like 100 years old at the time. And he reminded me of like a Winston Churchill. He had the big <laughs> boiler. It's like, and I always had his hand down. Oh, he's in a horrible suit. And he would he was known. So all three of my brothers, we all had him, And I was the end one. Like I was the youngest one, right? Be, he was known for the famous chicken hold. And he'd grab you underneath your chin. And he'd squeeze and he would lift you because you're only in grade seven, right? And he'd lift you and your feet would be—he can lift you right from <laughs> that. <laughs> and your feet would be dangling <laughs> off the ground, right? <laughs> or he'd whack you with the with the pointer or something. And uh, but he was a great guy. He was a nice guy, like you know. When, when I say that, but he, you know, to the to the the class clown and always pissing him off, he would always do this. So my brother, my older brother, was always in a lot of shit with him. One day, he told my brother, he goes, Carrick, get out. And what did he say? He said, go take a walk. He, go take a walk. So he goes, and he what he meant he was just go stand in the hallway. <laughs> so Daryl took off, went up Bluer Street, went to the store, <laughs> came back, and then Warfolk st- uh, <laughs> goes, where'd you go? He says, well, sir, he goes, he told me to take a walk. And he said, he had every Warfolk did everything he could to hold back the laughing. And he finally just let up loose and he goes, okay, you got me on this one. <laughs> and let him but he always said, I mean, that was Warfolk's, you know, uh, line. He goes, yeah, they were, they were my most outstanding student, outstanding in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> But you learn, though. But you learn, yeah. But that was the good days. We had shop. Ah. Grade 7 and 8. Industrial arts. Yeah.
0: Mr. Anderson. We have to bring it back. We have to bring it back in a new way. We're going to have a guest on the show soon where we're going to talk about the new version of shop, which is really interesting. Where, once again, it's that designer-contractor relationship. There's some interesting things going on with new technology shop, so to speak, CNC, machinery, computerized engineering, all that stuff. But yet again, these are book smart individuals, not on site construction smart individuals. They need to work together with us. So it's I mean, you're not going to get
1: away from swinging a hammer. No. Still still need to bring it out. I mean, not very often, but you know, because you got nailers, you got nail guns, everything else, but i still got to have a hammer once in a while. still got to know how it goes up.
0: I want to rattle a little bit of a cage without saying any names again. I know I sent you those two posts this week where <laughs> two particular individuals, we won't name any names. We're gloating. Were, uh, well, yeah, one was uh, crying because the SS Minnow went down and uh, he was devastated by it. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right, Jim? Yep. And the other one is uh, promoting an event that shouldn't really be going on right now. My thought on when I saw both those posts was we're all in this industry scared shitless about what's going on in the world. People are losing their life savings. We as contractors are struggling to just make Mm -hmm. ends meet and wondering about our next job. And these wealthy individuals are upset about their toys. Toys. Yeah, I didn't
1: know what, you know what, I mean, I mean, I saw it. You you,
0: and I had the both same reaction, and we wanted to say something and leave something.
1: Right, so you know what, I guess all I can say to that is, yeah, I was kind of pissed off when, I just think, you know what, if it wasn't COVID, sure, go ahead, but it is COVID, maybe it strikes me more than anything when I've got a buddy uh, that's from the trade. You know, a very good friend of mine. We, you know, we're in the trade together. He's, you know, he's sixty, and he's he's fighting. He's, you know, he's he, he's in the hospital right now on a ventilator. You know, I don't, I just, you know, don't think it was the right time, you know, for to. Yeah, you know what? I'm sad that your DSS middle is half under the water. You're you're insured, but you're toy. But the way you commented about it, it it was kind of like you shrugged your shoulders. uh you know, I'll just get another one type of thing. And, you know, I mean, you're right. I mean, here, we're going through some shit times. And, uh, you know, people are losing their jobs, losing their businesses. And I don't think that's uh, you know, that's the thing you should be putting out right now. No. Especially if you're somebody so-called that you're in this business. And, and if this business, you know, has given you what you got... I could comment on that, but I won't. Um, and then uh, you know, I mean, it's just you know what I mean. Say what you want to say, and you know, if, if you know, if people don't agree with me, then that's fine. There's a lot of people that don't, but I just think it's a shit time, yeah, to to do something like that. We all have our little toys and shit like that, and we like to you know put it on Instagram and say, "Oh, hey, well, look, I'm you know I'm going for a motorcycle ride, or I'm doing this, and doing that." I mean, yeah, but. I don't think I'm going to put up something and whine and bitch about it when you know I'll say it again I got a buddy laying in uh laying in a hospital right now on a ventilator and you know praying to God that he's going to come out of it. So there's there's such a disconnect there.
0: Yeah. For for somebody who apparently yeah. represents the industry. Yeah. Because I'm I'm pretty sure the many people that I respect in the industry would never share that particular post at this particular time no oh. there's no reason to do that because i'm sure either before or after that post a phone call was made to his insurance to just start the claim yeah so then it could be replaced when people here are not replacing their dollars or their lives or their mentality they're suffering
1: Look at the, yeah suffering suffering financially physically mentally, mentally, mentally. more so mentally yes. than anything and in that, and that's and that's where I a line was yeah, drawn there and that's why I didn't
0: tell. it was I, I didn't I didn't appreciate it yeah but I was uh, proud of myself for holding back
1: until now good but. for you brother yeah <laughs> <laughs> me take the heat on this one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we're both being civil about it but yeah, anybody just, who
0: knows knows who we're talking about and just leave yeah. it at that and it's and that's it i guess he'll just um, yeah and
1: it's like i said you know what it's shitty that it's happened sure i feel terrible yeah, that's that's horrible. but that you know but keep it to yourself yeah you don't need to do it right now yeah you know if it was in you know no COVID, and who gave a shit We'd probably still say the same thing, but I, it would have put a but, smile on my face. Uh, right, right. <laughs> but I mean, it's uh, it's different because there's, there's just way too many people suffering.
0: It's like you said, uh, be a lot more respectful of the construction industry that gave you so much when you don't return any of it back, and all we're asking is that give some of it back.
1: I remember, yeah, Paul LaFrance, He was when he first started out. He he asked me, he goes, Jim, like you know. Any advice to me, you know, when I with doing this show? And I says, you know what? Same thing I've told myself when I told my kids. If I ever turned into an asshole, let me know. I said, just be humble. Yeah. Be humble. Be happy that you're actually doing a show. And I just not everybody gets to do a show. And enjoy it for what it is. Get what you can out of it. 'Cause it's not gonna last forever. And away you go. And I think he has. I mean, I like Paul. Paul's a Paul's a he's a funny guy. And <laughs> <laughs> and he's you know, he's talented. You know, he he's you know, he comes and always supports me and my stuff and everything else. So yeah, I know he's been they're good good dudes.
0: Some. Some, <laughs> it's, Some. it's funny how we're skirting the issue without any lawyers here or anything like that. Should I get in any trouble or something like that? But I don't know. What are they going
1: to do? Pick a fight? They'll lose. I don't know. I mean, what, what's the difference? I mean, they, you know, I don't know how many times I've had people come up to me and say, hey, you know, such and such just, you know, called you this and that and everything else. Like, oh, well. Great. I just had it happen the other day <laughs> from somebody that worked with him. Really? Yeah. Yeah. To you? I, a supplier of mine we were talking about the same thing and he goes, do you know this person? I go, no. He goes, well, he came in here and said he knew you and kind of, uh, he's all washed up. Uh,
0: He's all washed up and respected and the original goat of the entire industry. Okay. All right.
1: So, and I, I, and and then he showed me who he was and I go, never said eyes on a guy before. Don't even know who he is. Well, I've had that bullshit happen to me before. Right. So young guy,
0: so. I've always said that if you want to say something about somebody, say it to their face. And I have to this individual, and I enjoyed it. Right. You know what I mean? Because I was being honest to myself, and he wasn't. But yeah, sure, the minions came out of the woodwork, and all of a sudden started right. slandering me. And I was like, go ahead, dude. You'll never say it to my yeah. face, I guarantee that. we are not going to be liked by everybody, <laughs> man. You know what? What's the saying? Successful people have friends. <laughs> Very successful people have enemies. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, what else do you want to talk about, man? This has been a good show. It's this a little good, mixed yeah. match. Little variety mixed variety match show. Everything. Yeah. So yeah. it is. There's always something going on in the construction life. So there's always something that's dramatically going on. But I mean, I want to everybody keep on sending messages. We really appreciate the DMs, the questions. Everything That's great. We got a lot of ideas. Jim and I are constantly talking about new ideas that we want to do. Give back. Setting up those videos, yeah. the roundtable. We're gonna figure that out. You we'll know, figure during, that out. Yeah, for sure. I times. think it's
1: needed, and and you know, it's like my man he said, just you know, start you know, send in any questions. Like no question is stupid. No, whether we can answer it or not, we'll try. And and I'll and you know what, guys. I mean, the only way I can answer it is through my experience, and yes. whether it's a good experience, a shitty experience, or whether you want to listen to me or don't listen to me. That's fine, too. But if, you know, I'll just share what, you know, what I went through, you know, and then you just, you know, take what you need from it or if you get anything from it, right? Just learn from it, man. Just learn from it. I mean, I'm still learning. And you know what? I mean, I'll go back and I'll just say, I mean, it's the the industry's been great to me. Still love doing what I'm doing. I have my moments like everybody else. (laughs) I wish I was somebody else or did something else (laughs) or doing whatever but uh you know I think I think for you guys that are starting out don't get discouraged there's going to be you know there's going to be uptimes there's going to be fucking times when you're down in the gutter thinking why you did this but you know what you'll you'll suck it all up you'll be the better person and and you'll and you will be successful just don't chase the dollar do the, the money you know it will come it will come because you're good at what you do, and you'll be respected, and people will pay for that respect and that talent. That's
0: all you got to know. I honestly believe that this is slowly not a fallback
1: gig anymore.
0: No. I honestly believe it's a career choice.
1: It, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it.
0: No, no, but it's just for like years and years yeah. and years, it's always been that fallback. This is all you're going to do. Well,
1: the 80s definitely <laughs> was a big... It was like, oh, you
0: you're in construction, oh. you're construction. Oh, just gave up on everything yeah
1: yeah every guy I love, everybody that every person that I was in the trade with all right you know I'll just say my trade and we're all still buddies and we all you know we've all done well like yeah. they're but they're still working they enjoy it they there's enjoy a passion it, right? for it my buddy my, like both my buddies are Brian Brian's one of the ones that's on the ventilator right now and I mean he's 61 and and uh, he was still working away doesn't need to just because he wants to do something and then my other buddy Brian he's still working and you know he's he's 65 yeah because he enjoys it he loves it he loves it and, and you know he's teaching the younger guys it's a good living it's it's rewarding Definitely what's, is rewarding. What's the one thing, Jim, that
0: you can tell these guys to help them move forward?
1: Not necessarily faster, but just to keep on moving forward. Well, I think don't be afraid. Like you know, like when I telling talking about that story, my first job, that first big job was twenty thousand bucks. Don't be afraid. Just just go in, dive in, both feet. Yeah, you. Know, it may not work out. But you're going to learn really quick. Yeah. All right. So don't be afraid to take the next step up. You know, not everything is going to be 100%. There's going to be the shit, the shit one, the one that didn't work out, the one that almost killed you, the one that almost made you, you know, bankrupt. That will come. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to, it's going to happen when you least expect it. Because you'll probably be gliding along really good, and things are oh yeah, making good money now. You get, you know, not saying you're getting cocky, you're getting, you're making what you think you're worth. Yeah, yeah, and you're just getting what's what's the word comfortable Mm -hmm. with yourself and the way things are going, right? So you kind of let your guard down a little bit. That's when it happens.
0: There was a rash of maybe two years ago from a lot of guys hiring other Instagram. Excuse me, influencers. You like this
1: influencer thing. <laughs> I hate that word. I've said it
0: before. I find it very abusive. It's next level from the TV industry, right? There was a rash of certain people hiring certain individuals that were influencers, that were professionals, and and they did a poor job. And then all of a sudden it became a question of, well, how do I handle that? You know, they came in. I've had clients reach out to me that they hired influencers, right? And uh, client and would ha- hire an influencer. I was a little surprised by that, but I'm going to be speaking to him. I want to have a chat with him about that, right? Jesus, so yeah, he reached out to me He goes, I got a story to tell you, mate. People love telling me stories, I love listening. Not, right? Stories
1: are the best, <laughs> you learn from stories.
0: Yes, you totally learn. That, a lot of people are learning from this show, which is great, right? So, I, I'm just trying to figure out how do you handle that because uh, I mean, I haven't necessarily hired a lot of influencers, I've only had one. That did a bad job and I just didn't hire him again And I let it be I heard through the grapevine that he was talking smack about me And I was like you know what Say to my face man Like I'm, a, I'm the old school generation that If you have a problem with me You say it to my face If you don't then you don't have a problem with me But if you want to just say it out there On the Twitterverse or on the Instagram And, and be a keyboard warrior Then you're, you're little shit is what it is man yeah, And yeah. you have no value in my life whatsoever Just be a man just being that's it i think i think men are missing from construction i was just talking about this the other day where men are dying to be men again and i think that men have disappeared for a little while and i'm not trying to get all sexist and and all this Uh, you know what i'm trying to say like jim like to be a man that's that's the thing about it is i think that's missing and all of a sudden guys don't want to do that they want to be little weasels on the side Right. And just talk their smack with their own little circle. And then they have their influencers and they can talk about smack about somebody else. But I'm like, dude, you don't know who I am. You never but sat that. So that's down the world now, right? Social that's,
1: media is the world.
0: But it's not the, it's not the correct image of no. what it is. No. So, I mean, a lot of guys reach out and they ask me, how would you handle this? How would you do? I was going, dude, don't hire them. Don't work with them. Don't say shit about them and just move on.
1: Yeah.
0: You learn from the experience and move on. That's it If they want to talk shit about you Then let them talk shit about you If people want to believe They're talking shit And they think that shit is true Let them
1: Yeah Like you know what The bottom line is If you know it's not true It's not true It doesn't matter Doesn't matter Like I said earlier Look not everybody's gonna like you It's just that way It was a huge eye opener When I did the show Different eh Totally different (laughs) Yeah. And it hasn't. I much mean, most changed. most people were really nice. It was very flattering. Every else, but then you'd get the odd guy. hey, you know, fuck you. You're an asshole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did I do? I don't even know who you are. But like, I remember saying one guy. We were walking down at the indie, and he came up and he says, "Oh yeah, man, I've been watching your show. Fuck you. Cost you know, you cost me a lot of money, man. You know this and that." and, and I go, "You have a TV, right?" He goes, yeah. I said it does has a uh, have a off and on switch. <laughs> well I said if you don't want to watch it, turn the fucking thing off. Yeah, that's it. Simple. You don't have to watch it. Yeah. And sorry <laughs> right, that I caught you a word. lot of money. I don't know how I did, but anyway. But yeah, no, you know what? It was a real eye opener, man. You had to go home and think. Do I really want to do this? Because you think you're, you know, you're you're trying to do good maybe i'm not saying i was the greatest on there i mean i said some shit that maybe i shouldn't have and maybe riding away on my on my bike at the end of the show pissed people off and said oh i mean i've had that comment oh fuck all he does is just ride around his motorcycle okay well that's what you think i know what i do and what i get up and do every day and stay up till you know 10 11 o'clock at night pricing jobs and doing shit yeah, you know what? I do like getting on my bike at the end of the day and just going and I don't have to think about anything. I only have to think about what's in front of me. If I don't, I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> so, and that's, that's it. it. You know, you ride, yeah, man. Yeah. Like You clear your head. You do clear your head. And like you just, you are, it's whatever's around you, man. That's just it. zone out, man. Zone out. Yeah. Everybody should have motorcycles.
0: Yeah. Clients, designers, Clients, trades. everybody. Have just all ride
1: up on bikes. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the tool rack. It's yeah. there.
0: Bring it out out of the van and then go yeah. for a ride, man, when yeah. something's going on.
1: But you know what? I mean, I don't know if anybody wants to hear this, but I mean, let's face it. A lot of people on Instagram and all that kind of stuff kind of want to be, have a show. And I mean, I get it and all that. And But trust me, it's not all what it made, you know, made out to be. I mean, sure, there's a few, few guys that have done well. Shit comes along with it. It does, you know, to me, it worked out for me. I thought it was okay, but like I've said earlier and before I already had a successful business before when I started, so I was already doing okay. And and I just thought it would be a, a good marketing platform. And it was, and it wasn't, it was, and it wasn't it more, it mean more to the positive than it was. But, you know you had to uh, you had to suck it up a little bit for you know some of the comments and shit that uh went around you you grew it you know you grew a thick skin you had quick. to yeah and then if but you... for the most of it, you know what I mean I was very flattered, always very flattered that anybody had said, you know, oh, I watched your show, I saw great you know it's really they you know, like, thank you like that's awesome that you do and still to whoever remembers it and everything else I mean, thank you again for that you know I mean it's a uh, it was a it was a good experience for most of it all for most but uh, I
0: mean I could have thousands of guys calling me an asshole and then if I get one little message that just says thank you so much for doing the podcast thank you so much for sharing yeah just thank you for so much for I'm actually reading books now Uh, you gave me like an inspiration to do a book challenge and I'm like one little message like that wipes out a thousand bullshit messages yeah and, but you're right though, if you get into that business and all these influencers want to get into that business and all the guys that are in this business, you are going to sell yourself. You are going to compromise, yeah. I guess is the, is the best word to, to that They're going to have a lot of handlers that are going to tell you what to do and how to do it. And these handlers don't know anything about the construction life. No. And that's the unfortunate thing. And then you're going to paint a picture. That's not reality and that's where the disconnect comes from
1: and I think that's what we always tried to to get across and when, when when we did it i mean we were one of the first so you tried we, to make it we, as real as as possible yeah we did you, know, you had
0: confrontations with trades clients, with clients homeowners homeowners neighbors yeah. you had real blurring out charlie brown yeah. you know you had to because that's the that's truth what it was. that's yeah. what it is yeah and you never saw any of that ever again after your show.
1: No, after they, you know, they started wanting us to, you know, create drama, this and that. And that's when both the producer and I just said, okay, well, we're kind of done. And you know, we we got seven seasons out of the deal, and you know, it was
0: it was time. The guys still watch it, man. It's on, <laughs> it's on YouTube. It's on it's, Amazon, I think.
1: Amazon Prime. Yeah. I think it's on Amazon Prime. It's weird that the, all seven seasons are on Amazon Prime
0: U.S. But not Canada Only three seasons Isn't that yeah. ironic That's just Weird, right? funny man Yeah Younger version Jim Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Alright we gotta tap out of here man So alright this was a good talk man yeah. We'll see what happens We talk about next week But guys stay informed And keep on sending this messages Keep the questions, questions. coming Like don't feel We're gonna start building yeah. this shit Jim and I our, our wheels keep on spinning As Jim says He always has to call me When something comes up Otherwise he's gonna forget it So then he just tells me And then I, I book it And then we just figure it out And we do it so we're enjoying the show. And once again, thank you for everybody listening. And thank you so much for reaching out and all the praise. And we really appreciate it, man.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's us get good out of here. Man. Let's
0: go get our Saturdays done now.
1: Yeah. We
0: have to. You got to deal with Darren. There. You got to get Darren on the show. That'd be interesting to get yeah, Darren on the show. He's in
1: the back doing something now. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's building Maybe Saturday. Maybe I'm afraid to find out what he's doing. There is no
0: <laughs> Monday to Friday in construction. No, man. Get out of here. Okay, thanks, guys. Right, see thanks, ya. Jim. Ciao.